Right now, we're going to get into a conversation about a huge story that uh, has not gone anywhere for the last several days, and it's about TikTok being banned in Canada. Well, kind of being banned from government devices in a couple of places now, not just on the federal level. So will we see a move being made here in Edmonton? Uh, let's get into it right now with uh, our guest, who is a researcher of TikTok, PhD candidate and sessional lecturer at the University of Toronto. Jordan Foster is joining the show. Jordan, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making the time. No, thanks for having me, Chelsea. It's great to be here. It's great to talk to you about this because I wonder, as a researcher of TikTok, did you see this coming? I didn't. I didn't see a ban coming, to be perfectly honest with you. And perhaps I should have because, as you said, I researched TikTok. My research tends to center around how inequality is reproduced online. Um, And so my my focus wasn't particularly on predicting something like this, but it's fascinating. And, you know, as it's happening, I can certainly see why there's a lot of things to be concerned about. And so I think that this is Uh, not altogether unexpected, but certainly not something I had my eye on initially. Can you clarify, Jordan, exactly as it stands today, who is banned from using TikTok and where? So federal employees that work in government offices in Canada are no longer able to access TikTok on their devices. Now, this ban is not exclusive to Canada. Um, U.S. Congress, for example, has already banned the use of TikTok on its devices, and members of the European Union have applied similar bans uh, to government officials. Um, And that has to do with the kinds of information that these officials obviously have access to, um, that information being somewhat more sensitive. And so the security and privacy concerns related to these particular officials who are in highly sensitive positions are, are of course, um, a little bit more exacerbated. There are a lot of different uh, questions that I have for you in places that we can go with this, but, you know, there are a lot of people that bring up the issue that this this move distracts from the larger issue of foreign interference in our election system from China and that this is just a band-aid approach to appear like there's been some action taken. But I'm wondering, will this truly have an impact? Will this make much of a difference? I mean, hasn't data already been collected? Aren't there other ways to sort of skirt around this and, and gather information if it's, if it's wanted? That's a great question, Chelsea, and and the optics of this are certainly very curious, right, because we've known about TikTok's relationship um, vis-a-vis the Chinese government for a little while now. A lot of our concerns with respect to that relationship are um, speculative. So we know, for example, that the Chinese government can ask corporations that are registered in China to uh, provide information should they request it. And this would be true of TikTok. We don't know whether or not that information has been asked for. And so again, much of this is speculative, but there are certain things to think about, like for example, um, China's increased surveillance in the West, which we're hearing a lot of news on. And as you said, it is possible that this is going to distract from what might be uh, more serious issues that are ongoing and or distract from taking actions that are perhaps a little bit more forceful or a little bit more specific than, say, banning the application among just uh, high-level officials in the country. I wonder why TikTok would even be something that would be on a government device. I mean, we've known since 
since its inception. I mean, I remember even a few years ago when we were sort of coming on board with the idea of, of getting getting onto TikTok and moving away from, you know, some other social media platforms and, and tra transitioning to this one. We knew that there was allegations of, of spying and data collection because of this company that owned it. So why would this even exist on a government device? It's a great question. I think that, you know, government officials are are not altogether different from the rest of us, right? So they're doing a couple of things. Yeah. They may be using uh, TikTok for their own enjoyment, like a lot of us do. They may be using TikTok as a way to reach audiences. I think that's particularly true for a lot of politicians in the U.S. who see TikTok as an amazing way to harness um, the support of young people. Um, so there are a couple of reasons why a government official may choose to use TikTok. Um, there are, of course, concerns that would relate to that and those concerns are not necessarily new as you pointed out um, but there are a couple of reasons why we might see the application on somebody's phone you know I, I wonder if our focus is in the wrong place when we think about the danger being about data collection could it not also be that there's that there's propaganda that's sort of everywhere when you're looking at so many videos. I mean, the amount of consumption that someone does when they're scrolling TikTok is is astonishing. Could it not be that there is maybe companies with certain interests that are trying to push information to a user's way? I think that's 100% possible. I think this question deserves a little bit of unpacking. So firstly, I think TikTok's issues vis-a-vis -vis things like consumption, propaganda, misinformation. These things, of course, are all taking place, but they're also taking place on other social media applications. So I think TikTok's issues are actually symptomatic of a larger problem, and that's the increasingly intrusive reach of social media platforms and their unfettered and largely unregulated access to user data. That's true not just of TikTok, but of platforms like Instagram and Facebook, right? That, um, of course, are, are showering users with tons of information, not all of it true, as well as showering them with, you know, invitations to consume this, buy this, this will make you happy. And we know from existing research that, you know, use across different kinds of platforms, excessive use across different platforms, does not produce happiness. It can certainly uh, fuel the spread of misinformation. So there's more than one concern on the platform, to your point. Jordan Foster is a researcher of TikTok and PhD candidate and sessional lecturer at the University of Toronto. Jordan, I want to keep you around for just a few more minutes. Ultimately, I want to know, should we ban it? Should we be banning it across the board on all devices here in Canada? Uh, we're going to find out in just a moment, but I would love to hear your perspective, Ted Nation. So send me a text, 780-496-0063. We'll get back into it as Chelsea Onched continues in three minutes. It's Chelsea on Chad. 6.30 Chad, Edmonton's News. Today's talk. Good afternoon. Thanks for being here. Having a conversation about TikTok and should we ban it across the board? Our next guest, or our guest, excuse me, is a researcher of TikTok, PhD candidate and sessional lecturer at the University of Toronto, Jordan Foster. Thank you for sticking around to keep uh, having this conversation. I, I love getting your perspective on this because the big question ultimately comes down to should we be banning this overall? Should we be banning this not just on government devices, but just in general? Is, is everyone's data worth protecting? Should we get rid of it so it's, a, it's the question Chelsea it's a great question I don't think that I am personally in favor of a ban and I'll tell you why I think that 
increased concern and government regulation of the platform is necessary. I think that a full-out ban would cut off some of the opportunities and potentials of an application like this, particularly as they apply to young people who we know are, you know, very politically engaged, they're engaged in uh, social justice issues and important causes, and they do much of that online. And so I wouldn't want to see uh, the, the potential for this application completely cut off uh, for those young people. But there is reason to be concerned. And you can always regulate an application like this. You can ask more of it. We can ask for more transparency, for example, about what's happening with privacy uh, concerns, with what's going on with uh, data, and what particularly is being mined. There's also a couple of things that uh, users can do. So taking a really close look, for example, at TikTok's privacy policy, reading through that as opposed to just taking a glance and then accepting, right? Because there's some very interesting information that's disclosed there, and that information really important for users. I wonder what's the impetus though from the from the the parent company to to cave to any kind of a demand to make changes or to make it safer or to put in regulations. I mean, there it's this is an app that's got billions of users on it. So mm -hmm. they they don't really have to change it if they don't want to. Yeah, and this is part of that, that larger problem we were talking about earlier with respect to social media applications more broadly. They're so incredibly popular, and they're very difficult to hold accountable. Um, now, I think users can play a really important role in doing that, um, should they choose to collectively ask for more of these essentially corporate citizens, right, to ask them to behave um, as good corporate citizens. And this is tricky to do, but it is certainly possible, at least in part because the applications depend on users. If not for users, the applications are not making money. If not for users, the applications cannot get their advertisements out there and so on. So users have more power, I think, than they realize, but they do have to ask collectively to ask more of uh, these different social media platforms, their agencies, and so on. It's getting a ton of attention right now, obviously being banned from government devices. Where do you think this is all going to lead us? I hope that it leads to more careful consideration of our use of social media platforms, not exclusively TikTok per se, but of social media applications more broadly. I hope also that it can generate other kinds of conversations around what social media platforms are good for and what maybe we should be concerned about. So of course, things like uh, privacy and data collection, those come to mind. But applications like this also play a really important role in spotlighting already privileged people, right? And, and casting others in their shadow. And I think that's something that we should think about too. Other issues that come to mind include, you know, consumption online, our spending habits, uh, the increasingly uh, uh, intrusive advertisements that we see across these platforms. Those are all things that I hope that this conversation will shed light on and that are things that we can continue to think about. Jordan, I'm curious if I can ask you one more question. Earlier today, we were having a conversation about the use of filters on some of these apps. So this is sort of not quite in line with the conversation we've been having, but I want to get your perspective as someone who researches TikTok. Uh, we were having a discussion about whether or not the use of filters should be disclosed when they're used on social media. And someone has texted in and said, did you know that according to uh, this a, a TED Talk that this listener watched, TikTok automatically filters everyone by about 2%. Per, per 2%. Can you speak to that? And also let me know if you think that we should be disclosing any use of filters on any of these apps. 
So, uh, yes, of course, I'm happy to. I think, uh, first, to your question about TikTok filtering appearances, we know that appearance matters online, and we know that overall among the most followed creators on the platform tend to be the most conventionally beautiful. I'm not making that up. There's good research to suggest that this is true. So we know appearance matters. We know also that appearance is, to some degree, already filtered on the application. Now, in addition to that, you can use a built-in beauty tool to help further refine uh, one's appearance. And when that's done, that's not disclosed on TikTok. Um, now, typically on TikTok, we would see, uh, users are able to see that a, a filter has been used, and they are welcome to use that filter as well. I think, uh, to your second question, that we should be disclosing the use of filters, and I think that TikTok has actually navigated that not so terribly in terms of letting users know when more heavy filters are at work or, or at display. Um, but I think that overall, we should definitely be disclosing the use of filters. We know that much of the content we see online is filtered. We know that this, of course, has effects on how people feel about themselves, their appearance, and consequently their self-esteem. And so it's definitely something that I think we should be taking a closer look at and perhaps asking more, again, of these platforms in terms of disclosure. Jordan, thank you so much for your perspective on this and everything that we've touched on. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. Of course. Jordan Foster is, as I mentioned, a researcher of TikTok, TikTok, excuse me, and PhD candidate and sessional lecturer at the University of Toronto. Jason on the text line says, I use TikTok. I've got 30,000 followers, but screw China, ban it and everyone delete it. And I guess that's the thing is having the buy-in to get everyone on board with getting rid of it when for a lot of people, this is a way that they make money. This is a way that certainly a lot of people prop themselves up with their own popularity. Are, are we willing to get rid of something like that? I don't think so. I don't think collectively as a society, we're gonna get rid of it, but asking for some better guidelines and, uh, and some different parameters of use so that you're a little bit safer. Uh, it, it seems like that would only exist in a perfect world. Would it, it would be great. I, I don't know if that's where it's really gonna go.